What up, what up, what up? We, we're back. I wonder if this has an echo. You think it has an echo? Probably. Okay, because we're recording in a new space today. So, um, all you have to do is bring it down. I speak from my diaphragm. I don't know how else to speak. I have two levels. I am either shouting or I am whispering. There is no in between. <laughs> so I'm trying. I am trying. But um, hey, y'all. Welcome back to Sidebar Josen. Um, This is Bree. This is Duffy. And today, y'all probably already figured what we're going to be talking about based on the title. I'm sure everybody has beaten this topic to death. But hey, why not add a couple of more perspectives on a very interesting topic that is long overdue for being addressed. This is Sidebar Josen. This is Sidebar Josen. So we're going to talk about it from all angles, our personal views, some views from a psychology perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we, we're we going to try and nail as much as we can in a very short period of time. So sit back, relax, um, go and get your cocoa butter and get those ashy ankles together because... <laughs> What? Somebody needed to hear that today. Somebody needed to look between their index finger and their thumb and and do what they needed to do because they're looking a little dry. But (laughs) it's time to get into it. Uh, We Josen, y'all. So today we're going to be talking about Lifetime's six-part series um surviving r kelly yes and so i guess like we're not necessarily going to be talking about the series itself like just the series but also some of the very heavy stuff that came out of watching that which first and foremost if you haven't watched it i'm sure lifetime has it on like pretty heavy rotation right now given that i think that was the most high that was like the highest um viewing like the highest uh viewed program on On lifetime Lifetime. maybe i don't know if it was of that year or within whatever time frame but they like had a shit ton of people watching it Mm -hmm. and so it's crazy because honestly i hadn't even heard anything about this until maybe let's see it was like like two weeks before when they had the premiere and they had to like evacuate the building because someone had called in a bomb threat at the premiere of the the series oh really Mm mm-hmm yeah I think it was I think it was in Chicago I'm not sure I should have this in front of me but I don't have it but as far as like the build-up I felt like the build-up to this was probably within the two weeks like leading up to it actually premiering but anyway um this basically was a series that went from beginning to end going over the crimes of R. Kelly I mean they went over his childhood history mm-hmm. um they briefly briefly um, they did do a little brief nugget about like his impact on the music industry, which I mean that is an important thing to note because it's that is for that reason that so many people are clinging to him so tightly because agree. of that. I would agree. But um, yeah, no, they went over everything from the beginning of his career 
to um, when he started working with Aaliyah and all of the transgressions thereafter. Right. Up until most recently with the two women who are um, currently... I don't, I don't know how... They, I guess we describe that. They are being... I wouldn't say held captive necessarily, but... Allegedly held Allegedly captive. kind of being held captive, if you will. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, why don't... Hit the hit the timeline real quick, because we're going to talk about like watching, having watched the, the series, but yeah. uh, real quick, do you want to kind of hit the, the timeline of sure. everything that happened with R. Kelly? So, um, there are 25 years of accusations here. Um, in 1994, he married 15-year-old Aaliyah, who then forged a document... Um, stating that she was, I believe, 18 years of age. She didn't actually forge the documents. Oh, well, uh, an assistant forged the documents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, who was on the documentary. But yes. We will go on. Um, he began a relationship with Lizette Martinez. Um, also around 1994-1995. In 1996, there was a lawsuit with uh, Tiffany Hawkins. Um, in 1990, wait, in 2000, um, the sex tape, the sex tape that we all know about it. The, I wouldn't even call it a sex tape anymore. It's child porn. The child pornography child porn video was released to the Chicago Sun-Times. Mm-hmm. Um then there was a Tracy Sampson lawsuit following that. Um, then there was where the sex tape was leaked. I believe that's where it was finally leaked and everyone was available. It was available for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Patrice Jones lawsuit, the Montana Woods lawsuit. Um, then in later on in 2005 ish, 2006, um, Drea Kelly filed a restraining order against him in alleged abuse. Um, in 2006, Kelly was sued by another associate. And then in 2008, he went to trial for 14 counts of child pornography and was found out not guilty. Um, and it wasn't until 2017, leading up to 2018, that there was um, speculation that he might have a sex cult going on. And um, two of his accusers... Uh, backed up that story and then following that um, there's just been a number of other allegations including criminal complaints his ex-wife Drea Kelly accused him of domestic violence and now the surviving R. Kelly premiered so he has a long ass history of committing physical and sexual abuse and a lot of it is is been documented and um i think the really big point here as well or one of the big things is that most of his victims are under the age of 17. and so that is wow okay so let's unpack so after watching that it was Mm -hmm. like first and foremost i had to think about the fact that all of this feels like new and shocking to me because at the time when you know when I was aware of the whole tape of him peeing on that young lady right. and whatnot, I was I was like I was twelve 
like 12 13 years old so yeah because one of the things you definitely said to me was how did we allow this to go on for so long and i was right. like well it wasn't we 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 were children right we were we were kids when a lot of this stuff was happening with the Aaliyah story with the um child porn story like we were young and so mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily us our generation that was responsible for holding him accountable um but it still was just like wow like wow like all this was happening and no one really seemed to care enough to put a stop to it they were too right interested in stepping in the name of love and all that kind of stuff and it was just like wow and even <clears throat> if even if people weren't feeling as if they could put a stop to it I feel like there was no like uh, awareness that mm-hmm. was brought to pass. There were there were no leaders who stepped up even in their individual communities to say, mm-hmm. "Listen, we're not going to support this dude not around our kids." Mm-hmm. There was just no there was no recourse from, right. from my perspective. Right. Cuz I mean like I can just think like thinking about it, I don't recall ever hearing an adult ever say anything negatively about R. Kelly or say anything regarding this issue. Like it was like I mean Dave Chappelle made a whole skit about it. It was a right. joke. Like right. it was a right. whole joke. And I it's just as an adult, I am floored that that was they made so much light of it. Like looking back on the documentary and watching how it wasn't only a joke on Chappelle's show it was also a joke on SNL mm-hmm. um I believe it other jokes that came out after that there was jokes on boon on the boondocks and there was no um sensitivity to the fact that this happened to a child right Speak, speaking specifically about the yeah like the, about the incident about the incident yeah. to make light of it in on these public platforms that mm-hmm. people actually followed and watched, mm-hmm. I think helped to make light of the situation in the like on a public level. Right, right. Yeah, no, it was wa- watching that, and I watched all six parts. I was glued to the television, and just watching it, I felt like we had failed so terribly. We were failing so terribly at like addressing this particular issue because this is this is not just an exclusive thing to R Kelly like it's right. because the commentary that was taking place on social media after each of the um episodes aired that was that was disturbing like I thought I was disturbed watching the story I was even more disturbed by what I saw people saying about it afterwards it was disturbing like they I was I have been in retirement from going off on people on Facebook for a while. Like I had built up a reputation as being like a killjoy as yeah. far as like taking people to task in comment sections and things like that. That was that I found, you know, some enjoyment in that and I just some things I just could not keep silent on. And so I toned that down just a tad. Mm-hmm. But boy was I going in the um for the past few days because I was seeing stuff about 
um, the young ladies, their responsibility to have not been in that situation and um, all kinds of shucking and jiving around who should be the most responsible for what happened and people just being like, well, I'm going to listen to his music anyway because regardless of what he did, he's still a musical genius and all, all kinds of stuff. And I'm yeah. just thinking, but what about the fact that he was sleeping with teenagers? Is anybody pausing for long enough to think about the fact that you probably, and you probably, like a lot of people saw the video, but you, you watched him urinate on a child. Some, yeah. Like your grown self now is still standing up for a man who has a history of abusing teenage girls, black teenage girls, brown teenage, like girl, little girls of color who are normally within our society, neglected and rejected nine times out of ten anyway so yeah this is the hill that y'all are going to die on so y'all can dance at the over 50 club like i, I just um um i i mm. think that like on that note like i feel like the us as a society like at large like we tend to experience a cognitive dissonance a separation between um, reality and what we actually want to have happen mm-hmm. um, due to certain like due to certain like structures that kind of maintain that for mm-hmm. example it was clearly him on the video right. and even if we may not have been able to recognize R. Kelly um, for ourselves being that we don't know him personally there have been people who can identify him Mm-hmm. who recognized him on the video and there's also there there was also a witness who stated that it was him because she had been involved in those acts with that child right as well as another sparkle sparkle was the aunt of the child who this was happening to and identified the child so it mm-hmm. was not really a mistake that this was him and this was that child right like there was some but, at some point somebody said they were yelling his name in the back like you can hear right, somebody you can, saying his name in the back right so there was no mistake that this actually happened i think that this speaks to like how powerful i guess our social justice system can be and how powerful um, it can be like to our mentality and the way that we think about things, how it can influence how we think about things. Because just because he was let off of those charges, just because he wasn't found guilty, people then reverted to believing that it didn't happen. I mean, honestly, I don't even know if this is a testament to the power of our like social justice system as much as it's a testament to the power of celebrity. Okay. Like that is we. I, I saw someone say this, and but I, but that definitely is yeah. related to social influence, though. Oh yeah, social influence for sure. Because like honestly, and we kind of talked about this one time where we were talking about stand culture and how yeah. stand culture is really like scary at times because people are so committed to people that they do not know but they are so invested in the image and what they mm-hmm. think they know of these people that they admire so much mm-hmm. that is just as you can tell them that they are doing horrible things but they can not they will not see it they have blinders on that person can do no wrong right and it's you know it's taking place in this particular setting in which you know R. Kelly is a celebrity is a, a, a big celebrity within our community and he um is just people just see him as infallible because he yeah. makes good music exactly and so it's like 
Well, gosh, I mean, if it was Joe Blow on the street, you would have a problem with it. Well, I would hope you would have a problem with it. But because it's someone that you admire and you enjoy the content that they put out, all of a sudden you can't see shit from Shinola. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> understand what the problem Like, I don't, I don't get why, but I get why. Yeah. Because, I mean, thinking about celebrities I admire, somebody told me that Beyonce was doing something insane, there would be a hesitation to believe that she's doing like, that not, because... Not our queen. Not our queen. Like, I would... But at the same time, I'm also a a person who... I, I feel like I'm extremely rational. And so, I would, you know, I would yeah. be like, okay, well, show me what's happening. And if it's, if it's there, it's there. I have to believe it. But there's people like in this case where the evidence is right there in your face. Yeah. And you still still don't care yeah so i mean i think that that's one factor i think that the other factor tends to be where especially in our black community Uh like we i feel like we've experienced like as a whole so much like oppression and Uh so much um going against us so so many of our leaders have kind of been um taken down corrupted um killed that is difficult for black people to feel like another one is being taken away mm-hmm. and like people tend to hold on to that that reminds me of like what was going on with bill, with bill cosby as well i would even go so far as to say that he had an even more powerful influence on the black community than r kelly because of the imagery that he brought to television that we didn't have before mm-hmm. um but just like that, in this instance, people are so like like I said, he he's a leader. Where we don't mm-hmm. have leadership in other areas, these stars tend to be our leaders. They tend to be the people that we look up to. Right. It's difficult to like see them be human. Right. No, that's real. I I actually I explained that to someone on Facebook as well. Like when I was going through all these things and. Um, this girl that uh, I went to high school with when I lived in Alabama was a white chick and she uh, said well gosh his music like what's so great about his music anyway mm-hmm. and I was like I explained it to her like how you just said I'm like there's layers to this this is not so not just about the quality yeah. of the music it's yeah. also this thing within our community the sense of needing to protect our own because if not us then who yeah. so we watched on countless occasions of black men and black women being taken down in um, different situations, celebrity or otherwise. And so uh, in this particular case with like with Bill Cosby or R. Kelly, you know, these are people that we've held in high regard for mm-hmm. so long. These are people within like, you know, who've made it and yeah. whatnot. And so it's, you know, I get this sense that people want to like, be like, oh, well, we're not going to let them take another one of us down. But look at what is hap- happening right now. Like, look what's being taken down. We're taking down predators. Yes, yeah. you can be protective of black men. I, You can. But you also have to hold people accountable when they are wrong. Right. And we talked about that. You ha- Like, we talked about, like, you have to. You have to be able to hold people accountable. And so... Like, I feel like we can go in so many different directions, so I'm going to try and, like, narrow us in, first mm-hmm. and foremost, kind of going back to the documentary itself. Yeah. One of the things that people kept saying is, where were the parents? 
um, everybody needs to go to jail and like all, all kinds of stuff around who is responsible. So let's talk about that real quick okay. about who do we hold accountable? Let me just say first and foremost, not the victim, not the survivor. It was oh, a that was child. Like the, the thing that, that was frustrating. Girl, I mean, honestly, what, what really just kind of blew me was like people like, oh, well, mine would never, we know, she would know better and all that kind of stuff. And she's, there is a reason that we have laws that protect people. <laughs> okay. <as my laughs> because, and we like speaking from our knowledge as um, budding mental health professionals, what do we know about monopoly? Like, what do we know about brain development and, and children's ability to make executive decisions that, you know, are sensible and all of the time that it takes in order for to develop that skill? Well, and the the frontal lobe does not fully develop until age twenty five, according to the data. And so it's the the thing that really annoys me is that it's like sure we all had rules and regulations and all kinds of stuff that were put into place while we were teenagers. But did our little teenage brains always comprehend right from wrong and the way in which it wasn't like the way it was messaged to us or what we were supposed to do? No. Because guess what? Think about it this way. When, you're, when your five-year-old sees ice cream, what do they want? They want the ice cream. Exactly. That's just it. They're like, not thinking about their diet. Teenagers think about <laughs> fucking fun. Right. Like, okay? I mean, I can, because I can, I think that I was like a goody-goody two-shoes when I was a teenager. And, and even still, in that, I would make stupid decisions Things that I would not do as impulsive, impulsive, like impulsivity, just not really processing and thinking things through in the way I would as an adult because a I haven't had those experiences under my belt to give me the information to be able to like piece together things so I can make mm-hmm. a more informed decision. Mm-hmm. But also, I just those those skills, those processes are not there yet. So right. when people are just framing this as though these this wasn't a 14 year old or a 16 year old making the, the decision they're talking about it as though you know they were 30 and grown like us like it's just no y'all no and so first and foremost scratching that off the list the top of the list no we will not be holding children accountable yes i think of teenagers as children right kids people who need to be protected monitored monitored taught lessons given space to make mistakes but to grow communicate like all of these things we're not doing that if you do that if you in my circle and you have any bit of blame for Aaliyah or Lizette or um, Asriel or any of these young ladies that were caught up in his bullshit block me that's, just, that's it. Like, <laughs> block me because we don't have anything else to talk about at this point. But as far as accountability for everybody else, now that we cleared that up. First of all, Whew. this man who forged that document, oh, this marriage certificate Father. stating that Aaliyah was 18 and that little girl was 15 years old and allowed him to marry her. How old? 20. 27 at the time R. He was Kelly close was to 30 I am embarrassed 27 and for them to have been in the, the what, little makeshift ceremony and for him to say he made eye contact with her and she looked as though she wanted to say something she wanted him to say something like like get save me get me out of this I'm, situation I was shocked that he wasn't ashamed to sit up there and say that 
this you know what some of them probably feel like it was so long ago that they've made their peace with it and they can kind of like kiki about it now but it does i don't care how much time has transpired since money oh money has such an influence on people like it's dangerous it is he was balling in dough to that level to the extent that you were willing to sit and watch you 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 watched a fifteen year old act. Yeah, you you watched. You participated not, not watched, in a criminal yes, act. Participated. You participated in a criminal act. Like he really blew my mind. It was him, and there was a bodyguard that was talking about it who observed young girls around the house. He said that he had not watched the tape that was released, but, but he watched seen several tapes. Other tapes was what he said. Y'all sat up there bold as a motherfucker and said that y'all watched child porn and, what was it, Um, baited and abetted sexual assault and harassment and predatory behavior against little black and brown girls. And I, I, you know what? You know what? You know and not, what? And not, <laughs> not to play on, on R. Kelly, again. but it has it was made clear several times in the documentary that he couldn't read or write, and yeah. so people had to help him do some of these things. Yeah, yeah, like these these are people who had to know, you know, like the ins and outs of all sorts of things. Like he literally had a squad around. Talking about a damn cult. It, I I just I was just so sad and then the fact that it's a bunch of it's a bunch of black men. Yeah. The thing that just sometimes just gets under my skin the most is when there's a lot of brothers who are so pro black. So yeah, we got to represent for the black people and the black woman and we got protect her and blah blah blah. But they're not they're not walking their talk. They're not walking their talk at all. Because that's not what they really mean. Because that's exactly that's not they don't. What they, they really don't, mean is protect them from somebody else, not from ourselves. Right. Like it's just it 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 blows my mind that people cannot get that together. But anyway, so yeah, statements there. So they those people within his circle. Yes, they've got to be held accountable as well. Like I don't. I'm amazed that this got so far mm-hmm. and like the, the, we weren't investigating them as well like somebody couldn't get them together but again that's that the whole system everybody everybody failed everybody failed now a lot of people have been talking about how much accountability do the parents have i've been on the fence about this that's one tough. because this is that did you see because like let's just take mm-hmm. it to like day-to-day life okay people have kids they allow their kids to go and stay by adults houses they mm-hmm. allow their kids say for example if your child is on the basketball team obviously you have to t- send your child with the coach at some point right so in some instances it seems like r kelly just happened to be the coach he was just the vocal coach mm-hmm. and people trusted him with their child Right, and that's going back again to the whole celebrity thing because, I mean, if it was Joe Blow off the street who could sing but he didn't have, you know, like a pot to piss in or any kind of record Mm -hmm. contract, then you wouldn't let your child go off with him and, you know, let them train under him because it's like, who are you? I don't know what you've got going on. Mm -hmm. But the same wouldn't be applied to R. Kelly because the assumption is it's R. Kelly. He's right. It's R. You know, like, it's again, like (laughs) adults can have those fantasies in their mind too, where they can, they look 
into their mind and they look into their dreams and they see their kids being these big stars as well just because of who they're affiliated with right. not really looking at the reality of situations and the fact that even though this is a star and they may be going to work with them you still have to also protect your kids right and so i mean my thing is because i, I was about to say that Aaliyah's mother recently released a statement about the comments made um, by one of the backup singers. Like her name is slipping me right now, but she was the one who came out. She was all over the documentary. Yes, yeah, she, she said that she actually witnessed him having sex with Aaliyah on the tour bus. And I, you know what I was confused about? I was confused what? about how old she was at the time. Um, she had she had to have been older than Aaliyah because she started. Um, she started working with R. Kelly or started being around R. Kelly around the same age. Like, well, she was around Aaliyah's age at the time because remember in the documentary, she recalled going into the studio and seeing him having sex with one of her friends in the in the booth. Yeah. And so by the time Aaliyah came on board, she was already one of his, like the backup vocalist with him. She was traveling with him. So she was an adult by that time. Maybe... I don't know how much older than Aaliyah she is or would have been, but she has she's like probably was around in her twenties, yeah. early twenties. Yeah. But um, yeah, Aaliyah's mother was just like that is um false. Javante Cunningham. Javante Cunningham. Yeah. Javante. Um, she was like, we never we never met this woman. We don't know her. That's not true. Aaliyah's father and I, we were around her all the time on every tour. And of course, people like immediately were like, um, well, we all saw the marriage licenses, so you couldn't have been with her at all, you know, times of the day and night because how was she able to go off and get married to R. Kelly if you were with her 24-7? Right. You couldn't have been. And so I... Because that happened. That happened. Like, there's no denying that you can look it up on public record that is there. It happened. But the thing that so really So what hotel just, room were they in and where were y'all? I don't... They Why did they get married? Because, um, there was a pregnancy scare. Right. There was a pregnancy scare. Right. So if, like, nothing of the sort ever happened, like, what would be the reason that they would be getting married? That's not, like, for play-play. Like, okay, we're going to play house. Right. Like, we're going to get married. I mean, my thing is, like, I think that Aaliyah's parents knew, but right now they feel as though story, like, salacious things like this coming out will ruin her legacy. The, her legacy. But the thing is, it's like no one's going to think ill of Aaliyah because she was preyed on when she was a teenager. Yeah. That doesn't do anything to uh, our memory of Aaliyah. Aaliyah will always be Aaliyah. The Aaliyah that we love, the songstress, the actress, the, you know, just this really wonderful person that was taken too soon. Just because we now know that you know more information because it's not like it's new none of this is new the story right. and the storytellers are not new but now that we know that that happened to her it just is more evidence of r kelly being the predator that he is it does not take anything away from who Aaliyah was yeah. and so i wish her mother and their team their camp would understand that before yeah. they was like rushing and tripping over themselves to yeah. kind of like um discredit that story I can imagine that for some, though, this might be like digging up the past. Mm -hmm. It is. I mean, it's it's like... That they try hard to move on from. Yeah. 
I mean, like, this is all just rehashing, like he said, like, 25 years worth of trauma. And it's something, like I said, something that is not new. Mm-hmm. One of my line sisters is from Chicago. And she can tell you the make and model of the car that R. Kelly was sitting in <laughs> outside of the high school. Because she went to the high school that he went to. And so like this man really would like just pull up. People, they got they have too many people Famous. who can attest to see his vehicle outside of that high school for it. It, it can't. Everybody they can go be to the high school. Yes. Okay. He went. To, he went to. He. It was Kenwood High School or That's Academy a green or cover. But he went to that high school. He did not finish. But even after, <laughs> wait. I'm sorry. That was funny to me. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. Who rolls up to the high school that they didn't finish at? <laughs> him, him. I can't. Him. He was. He literally would pull up to that high school and be scouting for high school girls. It wasn't reunion time or nothing. No, he was literally out there. No homecoming. Cause he he didn't like he was the I think the the biggest claim to fame he had there of course was choir because his choir instructor was in that documentary right, and so was. it was just like he was um, not going to see that old lady all that time. no but people knew why he was there that's the crazy thing it's not like he was like undercover he wasn't hiding what he was doing people were very well aware that he was over there with the intentions of picking and taking up people with him and from taking the school yes take and so the thing and that's how um he was not tutoring those children and like what was the um what was the girl's name John, the one, the back, Javante, like that. That's how she came upon him because a friend of hers who had met him while he was doing that introduced her to him. That's how that connection came. So, like, there was no confusion as to why R. Kelly was there. People knew exactly why he was there. No one said anything about why, or they just everybody just let it ride. Everybody was just letting it ride. This just tells us how much. This kind of illness is just in plain sight currently, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. no one's doing anything. And so, since you mentioned illness, let's talk about trauma real quick. Sure. Because um, R. Kelly had a sexual abuse trauma. History. And so, yeah, he experienced uh, molestation, I believe he said, around the ages of seven or eight by a family member. His brother also said that he had experienced that as well. He didn't say if it was at the hands of the same person. However, the point is that a lot of he, people... He thinks that it might be at the hands of, hand of the hand same, same person, person because he went into another interview mm-hmm. um, with a radio station where he went to into details about... What happened? Yeah. Okay. He said that his sister had done it and that she would do it in a, a strategic way where oh, if he was wow. at home, then the brothers would be outside. And if R. Kelly was in the house, then the rest would be outside. So he didn't witness anything. Wow. But... It was kind of like a a system that was going on in their house. Wow. Okay. With their mom not being present. Wow. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I, I'd never heard that it was his, his the the sister. Who's yeah. Because they definitely didn't make any mention of that. But um, yeah, a lot of people have been using that as it's like, well, he was abused, and you know, he's just perpetuating the abuse that happened to him. And like, cause someone told me, he's like, you're um, like going to be a psychologist, right? And I'm like, yeah. And it was like, well, um, he's sick, right? Like, so, you know, you can't be judgmental of him. And I'm just like, 
Hold on, pump your brakes, pause. First and <laughs> foremost, I can definitely see this from a mental health professional's perspective in that, yes, sometimes in cases in which people have been abused, they may go forward and, like, re... Like, they will re... Um, what's the, thing, the word I'm thinking of? I don't know, but they will also commit... Reenact. Yeah, like, they, they will commit the same things that were done to them and this is not like something that's just oh if i if you were abused you're going to be an abuser no that's not like that's the because thing because that's unfounded they haven't yeah really but sometimes that it. happens sometimes a cycle of abuse, abuse continues because yeah. hurt people will continue to hurt people and there's just there's a lot of layers there in which yes people need help if that's the case however that does not mean that we cannot hold him accountable for what he has done Right. You can still go and seek out help and get treatment and work with somebody through the trauma that you have experienced. But that doesn't mean that we can't tell you that you are wrong for the trauma that you have enacted upon other people. Yeah. Like, nah, don't do me. Don't do me. that. Don't try me like that. No, no, no. The same thing with people was like, well, we all have sinned. Um, okay. sis, I'm sorry. Um, so just because... You know, like, I right, I cussed, though, <laughs> you know, or somebody was sucking and fucking the other day, oh so a gosh. consenting adult or whatever does not mean. That's not what I was I'm, I, I'm sorry. I apologize. My mouth is the filter sometimes. Okay. But no, for real, though, just because you, you did this little sin here and this little sin here or whatever like that. I, I'm sorry. I'm not necessarily going to lump all that together as we've all sinned because you was cussing and he's out here touching teenagers. No, no, ma'am, no, sir. That's we. We are not absolving him of his crimes because we have all sinned. Some some folks probably need to go back and and I'm one of them. But in this particular case, y'all really need to go and sit with the Bible real quick. Just go back and just sit with it. Just hold it real close to you because I feel like a lot of y'all have been misinterpreting a lot of things to make excuses for a lot of behavior and you're wrong because it's just all right look i'm about look i'm hopping about on the soapbox step on down but but the point is the point of the matter is is that you can forgive people mm-hmm. you can help people you can also acknowledge the things the horrible things that have happened to them but still hold them accountable for their actions just because something happened to you and you're sorry about it does not mean that there are not consequences for your actions. Boom. Point blank period. That's the black ass bottom line. I wish more people would understand that. But we're still working on them. Because as it, it, it said, um, the um, I think it was Jade on the Getting Grown podcast. She said, mm-hmm. we have so much unlearning to do. Mm-hmm. And so on that note, what do we do now? What do we Girl. do next? Because... I've already deleted people from my Facebook. I've already went on my uh, occasional rants here and there in person and online. Um, Now that a lot of the commentary has died down because it's not the forefront of our, you know, for our attention right now. Yeah. um, What do we do next? Because there's, there's still issues of people like doing a lot of victim blaming and trying to discredit folks because another video popped up online of an old video of his ex-wife Andrea Kelly um listening to one of his songs in the car and she was kind of you know like 
saying how y'all can't talk about him. I can talk about him, but he's family. Like just kind of speaking about him in a way in which it doesn't it just didn't seem to match up with somebody who had been physically and sexually abused in some people's minds. Like they were just like, How could she say this? But he supposedly did that. Look, trauma is complex. How people mm-hmm. respond to trauma. Yeah, is not complex. only that, she she did love him. She right, and she also has children for him. She had she was she is the mother of his three children. She has an extensive history with him, yeah. and the relationship prior to it turning into a more abusive situation was good, and so. I mean, I don't, I feel like we probably want to be better equipped before we go into the like again, like I said, the complexities of processing trauma and dealing with trauma. Yeah, and, and I'll just say this much: you this know, is something that can yeah. be said. If you know about the cycle of abuse, there mm-hmm. is a period that is there's a honeymoon phase where things are okay. There is a calm before the storm, and so that can cause you to have really positive feelings as mm-hmm. well as negative ones about someone who's abusing you. Right. And I mean, I think that the fact that people have been running to try and discredit her story because of these videos is really disheartening. And it just goes to show how people really don't understand some of the things that we're talking about. And that's not to shame them. That just means that we have to do a lot more work in educating people about these sorts of things. I'm just not sure if I'd be stepping in the name of love on social media, but you know. Yeah, no, I mean, that was, it was, it was definitely interesting to watch. I can't, I can't lie and be like, I was like, wow, this is, you know, wow. I mean, I didn't know that she held him in such high regard, but I also, I I get it though. I I get it because of the complicated relationship that she has had with him. And that's not for me to understand. And it's not, right. I mean, I'm not her therapist, so it's definitely not for me to understand. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I mean, as far as what we do next and how we proceed with this conversation, I think um, first and foremost, we have to talk to people about um, what it means when we say protect black women, protect black girls. Mm. We have to have an honest conversation about what that actually looks like because... We can't be out here just, you know, like talking about it. And but when these sorts of situations come up, your immediate response is something to the effect of, oh, well, she deserved it, basically. Or she put herself in that situation or something that basically just protects the predator and just shames the survivor, shames the person who is suffering at the hands of that person. I we we have to really reevaluate that and that comes with telling people about themselves when they are being misogynistic mm-hmm. we have to deconstruct patriarchy's role in this for sure and i think that it's important that um because men tend to not believe women right shit. but it, and that was the thing too it's like we we because the thing that really disturbed me because i this is so sad but I the some of the responses I saw from black men were to be expected. I saw that coming. Black women 
Like I expected that too. Stack, stack, uh, we all learn from the same school. We all learn from the same school, but it 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 really really kind of did something to me to watch black women, particularly black women with little black girls, talk about shit. this kind of shit in the way that they did, and it was like, well, if your daughter was in a situation, what you like? What would you do then? And so. But I mean, I feel as though we Education definitely is powerful. have to educate folks more. Yeah. Um, and what else do we have to what do, what else do we have to do next? That's that's really where I was at in terms of education. It's about also empowering empowering empower. I can't say that word. Empowering, empowering women to um, understand when abuse is happening to know the signs of it Mm -hmm. so that they're better equipped to get out of those situations Mm -hmm. or they can know that they're in there in that situation and it's not necessarily their fault i think that would help women to come forward a lot faster and to seek help um besides that in terms of these other women and men who think it's their fault why didn't they leave and have these sorts of perspectives mm-hmm. education is also important again because it helps people to understand how these um relationships can go on for so long and how people can feel stuck right. in these relationships and we also i think really importantly need to continue to create environments in which people can come forward because i had to tell somebody the other day about how um, they posted a picture of um, Tarana Burke, I think is her name, but she mm-hmm. is uh, the founder of the Me Too movement. Yeah. And she um, was not speaking as a victim of R. Kelly per se, but she is also a survivor of sexual trauma. And um, she's an incredible activist. And people were going around posting her pictures saying, you know, like, oh, R. Kelly wouldn't touch her. Who would touch her? Who would do this, that? And it was just like, so now sexual assault can only happen to people if you look a certain way. Right. And we are trying to talk to people about, oh, well, you need to come forward. Why y'all taking so long to come forward and say something about it? But look what the fuck y'all putting people in position. Right. Like, look what what y'all trying to invite people to come forward in. You're making fun of how people look. You are um, telling people how it's their fault. You're not making an environment that encourages people to come forward. So don't sh- like sit there and ask the stupid ass question of, well, what took you so long? Nigga, look what you're saying. Do you think that that's going to encourage anybody to come and tell you that somebody's been touching them? Right. Fuck no. So, yeah, no, I mean, like, I think, and it also, too, like, the degree of the trauma as well, like, talking about the environment. And I think that this is really important um, because I'll say um, there was something that happened to me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think too much of it because I said, well, it wasn't, like, this super horrible thing um, comparatively. Like, we always hear, like, the most gruesome stories of child abuse and sexual abuse and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's become the framework in which we usually, like, the context in, in which we think about that stuff. Right. But, like... Um, any anything anything you know any inappropriate touching from an adult um in any any kind of thing that is wrong essentially yeah. i don't care if it was if it was 
quote unquote not the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. We should people shouldn't feel afraid to come forward to talk about it because they think people will minimize their experience and be like, Oh, that wasn't that bad. I told someone about that and it was like, Oh, it could have been worse. And right. I never felt extremely like traumatized by it but in having someone tell me that that experience oh that it could have been worse it was like that's why i didn't tell anybody for years so like we really have to do better point blank period we have to do better this is i am absolutely disgusted by some of the stuff that i have seen people say and i want y'all to hold those people accountable don't be over here talking about this that and the third and when they say it in person you just keep keying right along with them and not telling them about themselves because then you're fake at that point i'm sorry Mm. i'm sorry i know it's difficult I know we have some family members and friends who will argue us down. And you don't want to cause any conflict or anything like that. But we got to grow a pair because our girls are depending on us. Now that we are the adults in the situation, we have to do better by these young women. We have to do better by these young men as well. Right. We have to look after our boys because right. our boys feel as though they're untouchable. And if somebody does something to them, they internalize that as, oh, I'm a boy. That's not supposed to happen to me. Right. And then they don't want to say anything either because look at how it y'all will treat them. about their manhood then. Like, we, we cannot keep allowing these sorts of things to get swept under the rug and then act all shocked and confused when you know like we hear the dirty details that we you know knew already we just we just didn't want it to be brought into the spotlight no 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 no. i feel like there's so much more to say on this issue and we couldn't cover it all right look we could be talking for days but we also have to go to class so we joast y'all we joast y'all we probably covered a couple of different things that probably could have used a lot more attention but there's only so much you can do within like 45 minutes to an hour and we probably can revisit this topic but we're going to let's let's narrow it down what we want to specifically talk about and And tell um, us what you want to hear yeah twitter on the twitterverse we didn't have a break today this is like our episode when we talked about uh i am not your coat yeah <laughs> it's like break for what up. we have things to say so we are going to go ahead and clock out now um again if you have anything that you would like to hear us talk about you can definitely hit us up on our twitter um sidebar underscore josem and D-F-Y-D. um underscore it's wait what P O P S Y D D B A R underscore Josen. Josen. J O C I N. So if you want to hit us up, hit us up. Follow us on Twitter. Tell people about our podcast. Um, we didn't, like I said, we didn't have a break today, but we also didn't have a lot of time to even have a break today. That was a draining ass topic. That was a draining ass topic, bro. But we'll we'll figure it out. I think maybe we can hit this with part two next time. But we're gonna like like constructed a little bit more because like on the the topics of trauma and all that kind of stuff so much we have so much to cover it's a lot it's a lot and we didn't even talk about social media stuff because oh trust me this there's been a couple of things happening on the interwebs of people acting a fool but (laughs) we shall get to that we will we will get to them but 
Anyway, class is at 4.30. It's 4.29. We got to bounce. So, <laughs> we jostin', y'all. Later. Later.